Promo and Redman are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Hey everyone, this is Simo and welcome to our Thong Slappers short story series. That's actually our Moot Rocket series. I have a very special guest star with us today and that's Dave Green from Melbourne. How are you going down there, mate, in the COVID capital of Australia? How's it all handling for you? Well, it's the first time today I've been called a star, so thanks for that, mate. Um, yeah, we're living in a weird, weird place, mate. Um, we now have um, a serious hard lockdown where there's curfews at 8 o'clock at night. And there's coppers on the streets pulling anybody over, so it's a strange world. Should I be feeling weird that if I wasn't allowed to go out past 8 o'clock at night, it really wouldn't affect my life much? Because I'm probably no, in bed by 7.30. Should I be worried about that, or is that just getting old for you? No, you're just getting old, mate, but you'll never catch, you'll never catch me. But <laughs> I, I did see, actually, on the news about it being stage 4 lockdown. I was like, holy shit, do you remember when stage 4 for us was, like, a really good thing? It meant, like, stage 4 head work or stage <laughs> 4 cam yeah. or engine build. Like, it was actually a really positive thing. Yeah, but... I'm still I'm still looking for that scale that's got the half race cam. <laughs> Listen, before we talk about your 1970 Dodge Dart, I want to give everyone a bit of a background on you. Now, look... I know you're a really humble guy, right? So you're not going to be saying this yourself. So I hope you don't hang up if, if I sort of sprout the good things I know about you. Now oh, I, can, I can talk shit too, Simon. So that's <laughs> good, mate. Look, if there's one thing I know about you, and I've known you now for quite a few years, is that you're you're a fucking really resilient person. Like, man, when look, okay, without trying to get too personal, I know you probably this isn't stuff you really talk about much. But I know that um, you know, a few years ago, a number of years ago, you actually fought and beat cancer. And your answer to that was to go then build while you were in recovery to w- build a really awesome Valiant sedan. It was actually probably the lowest and cleanest Valiant sedan I've ever seen. But then <laughs> when this lockdown stuff happened and started hitting people financially and also with their work and all the rest of it, you started up a really good Facebook page called mates looking after mates and it was really well received people on that page were really awesome to each other with uh, people putting up opportunities of work they're putting up even financial assistance for people and just generally giving people like a bit of a shoulder to, to lean on or an ear to listen to and that was something that was your concept it was your idea it's something that you nurtured but what a lot of people don't know is that smack bang through you developing that whole helping program is that you yourself actually lost your job and again just like a fucking phoenix rising from the ashes you use that as a positive in your life and you've actually started your own printing business which from all accounts seems to be going um, great guns like do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah sure so i lost my job on the 21st of april the day after my birthday uh, i was lovely oh birthday. jesus happy birthday eh yeah yeah that was a real fuck you <laughs> Anyway, I think after a week, when I sobered up a week later, I sat there one day and I thought, what the hell am I going to do? I've always loved playing around with computers, graphics, uh, not so much the printing side of it, but um, a lot of uh, the listeners out there might know I've had a page on Facebook for about eight years called It's Been Greened, and what people would do would send me their photos of their cars, and on Facebook, on um, I would lower it sometimes change wheels for them or do things like that and i just did it as a hobby now i collected something like ten and a half thousand people on that page wow then when, yeah when i when i lost my job and i thought i want to do something artistic what i think what what all of us do with cars is artistic because we all 
our own slant on how we see a car. Um, and don't get me started about purists either because they're the opposite to that. <laughs> anyway, um, I wanted to do something creative. So there was a sign business for sale in country Victoria. I went to buy the printer. I bought this big kick-ass three-metre-long Roland printer cutter. And I sat here for a week with it, and I thought, I don't know how to work it. But anyway, YouTube's YouTube's now my best friend, and now I am pumping out quality stuff. So then COVID comes along. Well, COVID was along, but the mask rules came in. And a good mate of mine, um, you'll know him as uh, Daniel Block, Blocky, with the green VG Val. Oh, yep, uh, yep. With a NASCAR motor in it. Uh, I was doing a job for Blocky, and we spoke about printing his company name on face masks yeah so yeah. yeah so i thought i'll put it out there put it across facebook and linkedin and insta and i was getting 30 and 40 orders a day for them you know and at 20 bucks each that's not a bad little learn so it's okay well then when our uh, illustrious jeff kennett decided okay we're all gonna all everybody in victoria's got to wear oh sorry it was all metropolitan melbourne first Got to have face masks. Well, then it, the orders jumped to one and two hundred a day. Then when he did the hard one the other day, I had seven hundred and fifty orders in one day. So oh wow! Gone crazy, absolutely crazy. So yeah, there is a good good things do come out of bad things. So yeah, I've got my business up and running, and I'm running banners and hats, and we're doing thong slapper. As you see, we've got the thong slapper hats up now. Oh, fantastic! I saw those yesterday. Actually, yeah, that's yeah, looking awesome. So. So that's my bit towards um, everything that sells through the website of the Thong Slapper, either the Thong Slapper um, face mask or the trucker's cap. All of the proceeds, except for the proceeds, is going to go to Car 35 for the variety batch. Oh, Brett um, Abraham, that, yes. Yep. Yeah, so we want to pump the money into Brett because what he does, I just think, is just amazing. And, you know, I think people like him, he goes in my superhero category, so... Yeah, um, mate, yeah, you're both great. You're both mate. great. Clap, claps. We really appreciate you doing that on our behalf, being able to provide something for people that we have absolutely no idea or clue about being able to do. And you know, at least at the end of the day, it's for a great cause. So Adam and I, we really appreciate that too. Appreciate that too from you. So yeah, you've always yeah, been a well, great supporter of us. Yeah, well, Simon, this comes back to the mates looking after mates, and then you know, like I haven't met Brett, but I really admire what he's done, doing, and done. So I want to get behind that, and I think that. We all need to encourage each other and help each other out all the time, whoever can. So, yeah, let's, um, everybody please, you know, get on my website. Can I give a gratuitous plug? Mate, go for it, yeah. Okay, so everybody, it's all the W's and it's Custom Craft with a K-U-S-T-O-M-K-R-A-F-T, customcraftkk.net.au. No, that's so, fantastic. Yeah, if you guys and- can have a look order yourself a face mask if you need it in your area there's there's the hats money all goes to brett and also while you're there have a little shop there's there's my gratuities plugs they definitely we can't recommend your stuff enough and also too i mean look uh, again i don't want to harp on things about you and may not want to talk about but like how old are you now mate have you you've cracked the big six zero haven't you no i haven't thanks very much for that. Oh, sorry but mate. Uh, right at this moment i do feel like i'm 137 years old uh, i turned 60 in uh, april so hopefully the, i will have left the house by next april 
Yeah, well, I guess that's it. So, again, like I said, and I mean this with affection, you are a resilient clap-clap. And, mate, like I said, even at your age, going into a completely new field and just just getting on with business, you know, as much as you can. I know that, you know, a lot of you folks down there, your hands are tied at the moment with what's going on with stuff. But, you know, I, I think the thing that keeps people going and keeps people together is especially cars. And you've actually had quite a collection of cars. I had the pleasure of doing a snapshot story on you for Street Machine Magazine a little while while back and you definitely as much as you lean towards the Mopar stuff these days you've had quite an eclectic collection over the years everything from Volkswagen to your first car what was an HR Premier yeah Um, you've kind of done it all and built some real quality cars and you just have that idea and vision of what you want not a resto to be seen amongst it so <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything different from you, but I've, I forgot to tell you about the land crab that I had. I used to, I had an Austin eighteen hundred, and oh, it was did you? Ec- it was excellent at the driving. You put it in reverse with your foot in the brake and just slowly let the clutch on and off. And because of it, it's got that hydraulic. Now what is it? It's like hydrolastic suspension. Yeah, hydrolastic you know suspension. Suspe- it floats on fluid. Yeah. Yeah, floats on fluid, and the thing would go up and down. It looks like you're getting lucky in it. And the other thing was reverse donut. So, yeah, it was... <laughs> but you've got to have fun. It doesn't matter what car you've got, as long as you're having fun. Yep, I agree 100%. And you're like, I know you've dabbled with a lot of Australian cars, and, you know, more recently, you've sort of been uh, in the American scene with your Dart. Do you want to tell us a bit about your Dart? Yeah, sure. So, I've had I've had a couple of Vals, and then I had a VF hard top and um i started to build it as a dodge start and when i yeah. sold my white cm which was you know i, I loved that car and it's it, it was an awesome car but i decided to sell it so that i could finish off my dart project and then while i was uh waiting to get all the parts together i bought a dodge dart from sydney so one day i looked at it and I go hang on i've got a dart and i'm building a dart get rid of the one i'm building and it was a 97 it was a slant six aircon car power steer but yeah. it was a it was a slug, mate. It was atrocious. But anyway, <laughs> I took it, I lowered it as everything that I touch. I slammed it about four inches, and with the Mopar's pretty easy, wind down the torsion bars, put some blocks in it, or or reverse the hangers, cruise around, took it to cruise on the Murray. I forgot that you got to put oil in cars, you know, like fucking hell. How many things do they have to remind you about? Anyway. <laughs> So coming home, I looked out the rear vision mirror and I watched a, a connecting rod b- bouncing down the Hume Highway. So that was sort of the end of that. And yes, guys, you can blow up as Land 6. I was going to say, um, mate, like, did you kind of do that on purpose just as an excuse to put a V8 in that? Because I don't think I've heard of anyone destroying a Slant 6. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. The V8 was in the, in the wings waiting to go in. But anyway, that's why I just couldn't give a shit about it. So... Bill, was, we put a put a 318 in it, just a little warm one. Then I was, myself, Simon Truella, Steve Dobson, and Scotty Taylor and Gus uh, from Street Machine, we all headed off to come up, well, it was two years ago. For Mayhem, yeah, yep. Mayhem and Sunday. And, yeah, my new motor decided to, I think, ate a cam from memory or something. Yeah. Anyway, so then after that, I thought, what the hell, I'm going to throw the book at it because I really want something good so i had an engine built by pro race engines it's a, a 318 out to 392 stroker it's got all the good gear on it. it's got the holly sniper efi it's got, oh yeah 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 the whole lot i put a i put a ford 9 inch in it to upset all of the chrysler purists and um yeah it's and now just recently i've just tubbed it 
or mini tubs that I should say. I've got uh, inch rims with 12 inch tyres on the back and yeah, it looks tough and that's all I like. But I haven't seen it now for two months because when I built, put the, uh, bought the business, I had to move it into my garage at home. Yeah. Uh, the whole business. So my poor car has been sent to like, I feel like it's been sent to an orphanage, Simon. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's sitting in this big factory with a sheet over it. It's parked beside a nice Bentley and an MG and it's like, yeah, it's a forgotten child. I feel sorry for it. You mean, you don't mean parked, you mean it's there violating a Bentley and an MG. Those things are going to come out. They're obviously classic cars which are probably restored, so if anything, it's probably teaching them bad habits, which is awesome as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) So, yeah, so, yeah, that's my toy. But the problem down here is the last time I drove it was in the March, coming back from Crosses on the Murray. Yeah. Um, And that was the last time we we were really, look, officially you can go out in your car, but you're not allowed to get out. You're not allowed to stop. It's it's bullshit. So, mm. um, yeah, I'll put it away and just concentrate on the business for a while. Yeah, no, fair enough. And look, hopefully political drama, there's all the questions and who's and the what's and everything that's going on with COVID and trying to beat it. But at the end of the day, stupidity doesn't choose a certain race, gender or political persuasion. There's stupidity everywhere. And, you know, I, I just hope that people can put aside their rights to put their health in front and, you know, get things cleared up as quickly as possible. Of course, being in Queensland, we're seeing some really dumb shit going on. So let's hope it doesn't spread too much further, hey? Mate, there's plenty of it, and I don't know. There's been two particular women that got themselves famous, and they're both by the name of Karen. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, honestly, some dead set fuckwits um, that think that they can do whatever they want. But yeah, all, all we've got to do is just live by the rules, unfortunately, and get it over and done with. Yeah, then we can get back to our normal lives. I want to go cruising in my car. I want to lay some rubber. I want to do just I don't know, just smell it. <laughs> So. I tell you, your car now with the 1510 Craig it just, it always looked tough beforehand, but it's just changed it, hasn't it? It's just changed uh, its entire look. Yeah, it has. See, I, I'm all, I've always been, and I'll, you know, I'll unashamedly say it's all about show and not really the go. For me, it's always, I like the car to look how I want it to, to, to look. And if it doesn't go all that well, a lot, when I say not all that well, not to go over the top. Well, this time I threw everything at the engine and mm. trans, and um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's and yeah, I like to make a car look a certain way. No, you've I think, definitely I got think that any sort car of can look good as long as you've got imagination. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, you think about it. Even a land crab can look good if it's low. Just let all the hydroelastic fluid out of it. It still looks tough. Anything will look tough on the deck, won't it? Oh yeah, I don't know. Although <laughs> I'd always always wanted to do one of those Citroens. The, uh, the thing that floated on fluid as well. The one oh, the DS21s, yeah. Yeah, how cool are they? I'd love to just really do a number on one of them. Ugliest car and just turn into something sexy. <laughs> you know what's cool about those things? They won some design award in the 60s for the headlights turn with the front steering. So That's when right, the car turns yeah. left, the headlights pivot to the left so you can see where you're going spot on the whole time, which I always thought was pretty wild. It was very cool, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you got any future plans for the Dart, or what, anything happening with any any new projects, or are things kind of on hold and, until no, I, you I get the business for, going? I think for the moment it's just going to be a case of get the business up and running because I've got to look. I'm making money. I've got to turn it into a regular income, which you know I'm having a spike at the moment, but I've got to set myself up for when all this COVID shit's over. Mm. So yeah, concentrate on that. But the Dart, yeah, the only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get more. 
is it more or less offset? I'm going to reduce the offset in the back wheels to give me a deeper dish, and nice. I'm going to run a set of 325 Mickey Thompsons on it. So it'll just, I want that steamroller look, but I want it low. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's looking the part already as far as that goes. Yeah, so, no, look, it holds its own, you know, Cros and the Mario girls with guys like Aaron Mamara, who's got that beautiful 67 two-door dart. The, oh, the, yeah, the dart sedan, the, the black one. Car. Yeah, and, you know, his car, I reckon, is drop-dead gorgeous, but I'd park my car beside his, and I'd get just as many looks. And, you know what, I've got a big head. It's just like any anybody has got a nice car. When you get out of the car and walk away, not too many people don't stop and look around and have a look at it. And that's, yeah. that's what it's about, to make yourself feel good. That's that's what it's about. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, good. hey? No, not at all. Not no. at all. That's why I think everybody should get to feel good. Hey, when you build a Valiant panel van with a Trans Am front, do purist comments, do they, sound, they still kind of make you feel good? I find it does. Oh, God. I'd, I'd love to borrow your car for a weekend, drive around Melbourne, and just listen to the shit that people would drive about it. <laughs> I just love it. Oh, look, I know I'm just poking the bear here. We 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 share a very similar thought pattern on purists and, and fuck uh-huh. the purists. One thing I'm going to say, and I'd love to get your opinion on this, do you think 70s and 80s builds cars will make a bit of a comeback? Like, what are your personal thoughts on that? I just With a couple of cars I've seen lately, I think, oh, shit, you know, like, even this morning, I saw an HQ station wagon in Brisbane. It was white. It had GDS stripes on the bonnet. It had... I don't think it had a statesman front. I think it was just it just was driving past me in traffic. It had a premier front with the jewel headlights, front overriders, hot wires which had the little three bar spinners on it. But the yeah. coolest thing was it was actually jacked up in the arse. Like it had it nice. had noticeable rake. Nice. And it was a really tidy thing. And I thought, you know, like it's a fresh looking build. I wonder if the seventies and eighties stuff, whether their time's coming around to shine again, whether we're gonna see a bit more of that happening. What do you reckon? Well, I th- you look at the car scene, and like I've been, as you let everybody know, I'm pretty old, so I've watched a lot of changes in in street cars, in bracket street machines. We've been through the Ralphus graphics. We've been through the monotone look. We went through the pastel paint look. Mm. Um, we went through the multiple bolt-ons, especially in the panel van days. I was pretty heavily involved with a mate in the panel van days, and it was all about getting the bubble windows in it and a different uh, nose cone or an extended statesman grill or the best archway that you could build and then wrap in blue velour. We watched all that happen. Vans are having a resurgence at the moment. And I think that every other... You know, we went through the billet wheel and the billet fucking anything that will unbolt and bolt it back on and put billet. We went through that stage. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and I th- look, I think cars maybe like fashion, you know, that and something that was in in the '60s all of a sudden becomes let's call it fashionable. But it, it allows people that love the cars of that era, it, like whether you're my age, where a set of deep dish US racing five slotter mags with a set of TAs that you you put that much glycerine. I think it was glycerine we should put on the tires. <laughs> No, but glycerine, Simo, was made for... It's actually made for babies' bums for... Um, yeah. For, what do you call it? For nappy rash, right? Nappy rash, okay, yeah. And you put it on the tyres, and if you had a new set of TAs or the old Mickey Thompson tyres or white letter tyres, you could just about see your face in them. So those days, 
I'm seeing more and more cars now getting around that have, you know, going back to jacking the ass up a bit. Nice. Putting the center, center roof aerial back on them. And, or there's nothing better than a, a Holden Red motor with, with twin pipes. I know it sounds like footy cards in the spokes of your wheels, but it's <laughs> just got that, it's got that note of its own. I love it. Yeah, it's definitely an old school sound, and and just like yeah, an old school mod too. But there's enough restored stuff around that I think we can get away with having those certain cars that are done to acknowledge the history and acknowledge what were trends in the past. Oh, for sure, for sure. Look, I hope we don't see the billet days come back. I think. Oh, what? Actually, I've got an opinion on the billet. The billet, in some, when it first came out, and it started with the hot riders, yeah, Boyd Coddingtons and hmm. those guys. And then the streetcars got it, but it just became a competition who could bolt, unbolt off a factory steel bit and bolt on a billet replacement. And it um, it was just a it was a bit of a weird phase, I reckon that one. Yeah, I think for me personally, look, I'm with you on that. I'm not a huge billet fan. But the car for me that the billet scene started and ended with, and I mean this in a positive way, like as in, it was a fucking beautiful car, was Bill Murphy's billet HT Monaro. Do you remember that? The uh, mango coloured one? Yep. That thing was an incredible that work was, of art. But I mean, we're was, talking. That was groundbreaking for Australian street cars, too. Oh, sure. And. When I'm talking billet, I'm talking about not just you know stuff that you probably would buy from the equivalent of say super cheap or something as that mm, as that trend yeah. wore on. But I'm talking stuff like I remember seeing it at the Brisbane Hot Rod Show. I must have been I don't know mid '90s or something, and it had um, the actual grill. I remember looking at the grill like it's an HT grill that was yeah. done in billet, and the bumper bars. It was incredible. And the tail yeah. lighter housings and stuff. And I just remember looking at this thing going, holy shit, like, that's not just painted silver. That's actually been redone, like, in billet. And it just looked amazing. It was, you know, oh, craftsmanship. Second to none. machine or whatever it is, it does it. Yeah. 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 So, but, no, um, super impressive. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, like, I like watching how cars change. I, I used to be quietly critical if I go to a, a cruise night and the young guys in there... Look, I still can't really take to the VLs in a big way, uh, the mm. old Commodores, but the younger blokes, and they've got their own ideas, and at first I look at them and go, no, mate, that's not how you do it. And then you walk back and you look at it again and go, you're doing it the way you want it. You're making your car look the way you want it to look. That, you've got to take your hat off to. Definitely. It's more so a united we stand, I think, across the different genres too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, the Fast and Furious type cars, I'm not big on but i do know that that's their equivalent of of my eh or hr holton when i was a young guy so yeah um, yep. yeah that's exactly right so kudos to them yeah kudos to them mate you know i one of my favorite cars and look we'll post some photos of your cars on our instagram page at the thong slappers one of my favorites is your vc valiant you had the burnout machine and it had mm-hmm. it was red oxide mm-hmm. primer with a letterbox scoop like, yeah, well, it was it was white, and then I used to work when I had that. I worked at PDO Instruments. Um, they used to be in uh, Northern Road in uh, West Heidelberg, and just yeah. up the street was Peter Arcatapain's business that did all of the uh, transient fronts and the flares and the spoilers for the backs of panel vans. And um, yeah. anyway, so I went down there and bought a letterbox scoop off him 
put it on and it was white and I did burn out centre, but then the word got out that the coppers were looking for it, so it got <laughs> He got a can of red oxide and a four-inch paintbrush one afternoon, and uh, yeah, it lived like that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looked tough. That was a factory V8, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was yes, sweet. Three four shift bucket seats, all the stuff that the purists get all really excited about. <laughs> yeah, and I just destroyed it, mate. But that's what we did. We, you buy them cheap, you destroy them, and then we chuck them away. Move on to something else. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the beauty of hindsight, God, I wish we could have hung onto them now. But anyway, oh, that's why look, it is. It, you know, it's it's easy to say that, and I can think that with a couple of cars I've had. Like, um, I had a Mazda 808 Coupe. Now, this car was just my drive car when I was at uni, right? Mm. So, I needed, I paid 100 bucks for it. I dropped in a 1505 speed out of, like, it was a late Mazda 323. The last of the rear-wheel drive vans. They did those kind of yep. panel van-looking yep. things. And the thing is, I sold that car. Okay, they're worth huge money now, like 808 Coupes or RX3 Coupes. Yep. It's not the money I'd want to have that car for. I, I just love that car. It was such an awesome oh, car yeah. to drive. Yeah. It was so much fun to drive, and it had awesome styling. I, I'd love that car back just to have it, you know? And oh, yeah. yeah, so... But I'd still well, build it exactly the same way. I wouldn't restore it or do anything like that. I'd still have it the same. So sometimes, as much as the, the subject matter might get older... The ideas still say the same, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, the one, if I could turn back time or keep the one that I had, was would have been my first car, because my granddad ordered it brand new from Holden. It was a HR Prem. Yeah. He ordered it brand new from Holden in April 1967. Now, all that's you late. guys yeah. are going, hey, that's HK time. So what it was, was a HR from the factory. It had it was a 186S XS... Mm. Uh, X, Two dash, which is the one that's got the um, extra gauges in the dash. Sure. It, it had an LSD. It had 14-inch wheels from the factory. Uh, yeah. HR supposed to have 13. An Opal four-speed and power steering. Oh and wow! So that's, that's a real my, so crazy combo. It was like a run out, and my granddad ordered it anyway. I had it, and when I got it, yeah, I put a set of uh, chromies on it and TAs and. Kept blowing up Opal four speeds, and uh, yeah, I think in the end I trashed it. But that's the car I'd dearly love to have back. But yeah, I, and that had a vinyl roof, wasn't it? White with the black yeah, vinyl roof, like yeah, it looked white, really cool too. Roof. But the chrome is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a very, yeah, it was a really nice car. Yeah. And it sounds like a perfect, you know, period street machine for that time too. Oh, for sure, mate. For sure. Yeah. 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 Anyway, now. One thing I have to ask you, yep. if you could have no worries about money or timing like that, what would be your ultimate car? If you could just think of just one car just to kind of close us off here, what would be that? What would be Dave's ultimate car to buy or build? Sorry to be boring, but I think I've got it. Uh, always, no, that's not boring. That's awesome. Yeah, I always wanted a Dart. I got the 70 Dart, which I, at first when I got it, it was weird because it's got the, I don't know how you explain like the pie shape cut down the, the boot lid. It sort of rolls off and it's got different grill. But, um, mm. you know, I've got an American muscle car, which I've wanted since I was 16. And you know what? I reckon I look good in my car. That's the way I like it. <laughs> so, you know, and to everybody else, fuck yous. I like it. <laughs> Fuck the people who don't think I'm good looking. Yeah. Exactly. 
<laughs> no, that's awesome, mate. Hey, it's been great chatting with you, and, and you no, know, we thank you for man. your time with us, and just wish you the best with the custom craft venture. And by all things, I think you're getting a good handle on it, and it's going great, guns, mate. So congratulations. We hope Cheers. to see great stuff coming from you in the future. Cheers, buddy. Thanks very much, Simon. All right, thanks for your time. Catch you later. Yeah, bud. Bye. See ya. Bye.